All right, so welcome to the first episode of Pro Re Sports, and today we're going to be covering the NFL playoffs and also NBA season predictions. Yes, sir. All right, so I was just looking at the actual schedule today for the um, – let me pull up real quick for the NFL playoffs. So I'm going to ask you just, like, what's your game prediction? So it's Cleveland versus Pittsburgh in a wild card. How do you feel about that? Uh, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Game, I'm gonna have to obviously go the Steelers because you know number one, Odell's out, one of their biggest okay. receivers. I think they had some. I think they had another injury on defense. Oliver Vernon, he got hurt. And, you know the Steelers defense been the reason they have been winning in my opinion. So, you know the Cleveland Browns not really, they can't really hang with them defensive wise. Yeah, even. I agree. I see Pittsburgh is my choice too, but if Cleveland was to actually upset the Steelers, I would say Baker Mayfield would absolutely gonna have to have a very big game. Oh, for sure. So, um I'm actually gonna look into the look into the Browns versus Steelers score that just took place on Sunday and they kinda struggled a little bit with the Pittsburgh Steelers second stringers. Yeah, because um I think in that game they started off with a big lead. And then that's yep. when their offense just went. They the Steelers' offense just started torching them in the second half, and they couldn't keep up. They was basically trying to run the clock down because you know their receivers was catching the ball, but it wasn't really getting in bounds. You know they running with all backups, people off practice squad and stuff. So yep. yeah, only person out that is really experienced is Jarvis, and you see he can't do it alone. Yup, it was twenty four to twenty two to be exact, right. and. Pittsburgh had to play catch-up, which they kind of did a little bit too late. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be my deciding factor for when they actually play. And keep in mind, Ben Roethlisberger did not play. Mason Rudolph played the whole game and almost brought him back. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's going to be my deciding factor, you know, just to determine who's going to win and who's going to lose because of that factor right there. I'm actually going to see what the score was when they played earlier this year, too. Let me see really quick. Crazy. And Mason Rudolph, he the only reason lost like that's because they missed a two point conversion. They did score on that last drive with the clock coming yeah. down. Exactly. I can't really find the first game score. Or let me see. I think I found it. Definitely. Mason Rudolph actually didn't play bad. He actually looked like he's been learning a little bit. And for the first game this year. The score was actually thirty-eight to seven, Pittsburgh. Yeah, see, and that's with and I, mm-hmm. and I believe that they had Odell and their full roster with them, right? But do you know who that? You know who else gonna have to play a big part in if the Cleveland Browns do somehow win? Nate Chubb, you know, Nate Chubb absolutely been a force for him all year. Man, but that he, defense is just gonna be hard for him to run yeah. the ball, especially with T.J. Watt coming through. True, and, and um, I think I don't know uh, what's the name, Dub Dupree or. Yeah, I don't know if he's coming yeah. back this week or not. So it might like give him some more holes or something. Absolutely, but they do have a decent backup cover for him. I heard. Okay, now we're actually getting a little bit better. I'm just gonna go through the AFC first right now. Okay, so now we got the Colts and the Bills, and I got the Bills on that one. Most Even definitely really got the Bills. This year. The I'm Col- not gonna lie to you, the Bills are my um. Probably might be one of my um deep playoff run favorites this year. Oh, for real? 
Yeah, I would say um definitely the um the Bills. They've been really looking really good all year. I think I actually think that Stefan Diggs was a great addition to the team and what they really needed, especially to push the offense going, especially for um Josh Allen. Right. But it was also a fair, fair trade too because um Minnesota actually did get Justin Jefferson out of that trade and you see how it's really working out for them. So yes. I think it was a really good win win trade for both teams. Right. It really was a good win win. Um I'm gonna have to go obviously the Bills too, and that's because bro, the I seen the Colts play, they're a good team, but they're just they're just not in it. Like Phillip Rivers is you know, they're talking about him retiring and stuff. Like, this might be his <laughs> last. They're talking about him retiring for the past three years. <laughs> like, Bro. literally the past three years, they've been talking about him retiring. Yes, and, like, he just looks so motivated to win, but they just Absolutely. can't win. Like, they they honestly snuck in the playoffs. Yeah, and... a lot of people were thinking that um they should go for Carson Wentz. I've been hearing rumors about them going for Carson Wentz next year. Oh, yeah, Carson trade. Wentz will be a big step up. Carson I feel Wentz like Carson maybe, Wentz. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying Carson Wentz may be like a little shaky. He does have the most picture this year for the Eagles, but um, maybe a new coaching staff, a new core, new players would probably make him want to change his scheme, his scheme up a little bit. Absolutely. I think that um, Carson Wentz, I don't think that he's a bad player. I just think that this was a really bad year for him, but I feel like a new um, – change and um let me see like a new basically like a new a fresh start would be really good for him exactly and i think that the colts have some pieces that he can work with you know um um ty hilton of course and also they have pretty good running backs too oh yeah naeem hines naeem hines and um jonathan taylor i believe yeah, yeah. jonathan taylor the rookie um and this is a really really good one the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. What are your predictions? <laughs> Honestly. Bro. It's so hard to, like, you know how the Ravens had that, like, that last year they went on that win streak because they just had that fire. I seen that same fire in the team, but Derrick Henry with that 2K, bro. And he showed it, like, earlier this year against the Ravens. He ended it against them. And exactly. And like, they were – Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they can't stop Derrick Henry, bro, the game's honestly over. Absolutely, which actually took place. Um, they actually did a pretty good job this year stopping Derrick Henry right. early on, but eventually, like, that was when the Ravens were really controlling the game. But eventually, he ended up breaking free, and he started, you know, doing what he does. So That's that definitely true. is a big factor. I feel like if you take away Derrick Henry, then you shut down the um, – I can't even say that you shut down the whole offense because, honestly – the Titans, when they were, um, when the Ravens were actually shutting down Derrick Henry, um, the um, the Titans actually started using the um, the air more with AJ Brown and um, um, forgot his name. Let me see. Um, what's the name? I know he's a good about. player. Andre, like, I know I Andre, feel bad. Andre Jackson. Nah, no, no, no. He's defense for sure. I know. Oh, defense um, oh, oh, yeah, he is. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Oh, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. Corey Davis. See, that's the thing. They got so many underrated like players that you kind of forget the names a little bit. But definitely, Corey Davis is definitely a pretty good one. And we all saw that AJ Brown touchdown when he just like oh, yeah. took him like ten yards into the end zone. Most of that was crazy. So I think that um, I think that that game can honestly go either way to decide. In fact, the same yeah, it will thing. be close. Football, 
same thing for Baltimore's sake. I feel like if Tennessee doesn't do anything with Lamar Jackson, I honestly think that the game could be decided with that too. But right. I feel like the Ravens, the Ravens, what they did last year, they messed up so much in the playoffs. They didn't stick to their identity. They kept passing the ball. Like exactly. everyone knows that the Ravens' identity is run the ball, smash mouth football. I think that y'all have um, that they have a good chance because it's three running backs. You got Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards. So you think they should stick to the ground more than the air, even though of like course. they just started getting their receivers like the group because of you know, Marquise Brown struggled early on this year with catching, and you know they're gonna need people to catch the ball. Of course, and then honestly, you have a Dory Jackson back there with um Kevin Byer. I think it's best, especially because the Ravens don't really have like a true number one receiver. Right. I think that it's going to be best just to keep running the ball, like the Smash Mouth football, because that's their identity. That's the AFC North right there, Smash Mouth football. It's um, is Clowney is Clowney active? Honestly, Clowney, he I think he is, but we're going to also get into that later on today too. Or tonight, I right? Because you know the Ravens are alive. I'm not you know, gonna lie. Some pieces. They are missing some pieces, but Clowney has not been doing anything this year special. True, but you know, this is first time like back in the playoffs, right? Or they was he was running with Seattle, right? Last season? Seattle last year, absolutely. Yeah, so who knows? He might actually, he might bring a presence. Um, I'm actually gonna read off his stats. Um, okay, so. Oh, wow. So, this year, all together, he had – oh, my gosh. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm reading the right thing. Let me go on the actual pro football stats. Just it can't see. be that – it can't be that bad. Bro, like, I'm about to – you know, I'm trying to get him the benefit of the doubt. Give me one second. Um, okay. Clowney this year, one forced fumble. Clowney has – 14 solo tackles, 19 combinations, five assists, and only four tackles for loss and six QB hits. Wow. So I'm thinking, like, that's what I'm saying. The deciding factor, I don't think he's really going to be that big of an impact. I don't – Jadavion Clowney, I mean, he's a cool player, but I just think um, ultimately – I feel like he just should have stayed with Seattle, especially with Jamal Adams. Um, there now, he actually broke the record for um, the most sacks with the safeties. Exactly. So – most sacks for safety, so that actually would have helped out too with the pass rushing game. That is very true. Lot. Man, who's the? So I don't think he's really going to be a big factor. Yeah. So we got Titans winning. You said the Titans winning. Yeah, that's who we. That's who you got. Or that's I think. I think I got Baltimore. You got Baltimore. I got Baltimore. I feel like I feel like I feel like they have a lot of fire in their eyes from what I've been seeing exactly. like over the past few weeks. I mean, people could say what they want about um, the teams being an easy schedule after um, I forgot the last hard team that they said that they faced. I think it might have been Tennessee, um, if I'm not mistaken, that people were saying. But Because um, at one point they didn't even know um, if Baltimore was even going to make it to the playoffs. Sure, they was behind. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so yeah. I, I actually got Baltimore. What are your predictions for the final? For the final prediction, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to Baltimore, too. Because, yeah, I yeah. think Lamar, Lamar just, just I think got he don't want to lose again. again. He already lost once. And exactly. Yeah. And the offense actually looks more um 
better, right. in my opinion, than what they did when they played the um, Titans that time. Yeah, they're going to have to watch tape and just... And I keep telling everyone, like, Lamar Jackson doesn't seem like he looks to run. I feel like he's, of course, he's a QB first. Oh, yeah. Lamar. A lot of his runs are either, I mean, the Ravens obviously run a lot of RPOs. So if nothing is happening and the play is breaking down, I mean, of course, he's going to run. Exactly. And use his agility. And he's going to get a lot of I mean, overall, exactly. But overall, it's just like, I feel like he'd rather get it to his receivers. But if nothing is happening, no one's getting open, no one's catching, what else can you do? That's facts. And it's not like even if they – even when he has to do that, it's not like he's making – he's not making a big play. Exactly. And you can actually see a lot of times he's looking upfield first before he has those big gains, unless, like I said, unless it's an RPO True. or a play-action pass. Exactly. All right, so next up we have – actually moving on to the – um. The NFC, the Rams versus the Seahawks. They actually split between a season tie this year with um, both opponents beating each other. Right. So they're one and one against each other this year. So this will be the tie. So what was? So what's? I have Seattle. You got Seattle. Absolutely. What's the? I have Seattle. What's the? Um. What was the score difference like from both of the games? I could look that up for you right now. I know um let me see. Okay, so the final game which was on December 27th was 20 to 9, Seattle won. Mm. And then the score difference, the first time they had played this year was November 15th. The Rams had won 23 to 16. All right. So so can you tell me what happened like during that during the uh last game they played with Seattle won like what was Seattle be able to throw the ball. I could pull up the stats for you right now. So Jared Goff um actually went twenty four for forty three for two hundred thirty four yards in the interception. So mm-hmm. I could see um it looks like they were pretty much forced in the pass, which is also a pretty big factor. And Russell Wilson went twenty for thirty two with one touchdown mm-hmm. with DK having six receptions for fifty nine yards and Tyler Lockett with three receptions for forty four yards. Yes. All right. So, and you saw how many title lock I had? Um, let me see for really quick. Forty-four yards for title lock. It. Oh, all right. So, I say honestly, if the Seahawks can pass the ball, and you know their defense always going to like, they they're going to be able to get with the Rams. If the Seahawks can pass the ball and not get shut down like they did that first game they had, I feel like Seattle could win it too. Yeah, let me actually look at the stats from the first game, too. Yeah, because I remember it was bad. That's when uh, DK didn't have that, a good game. Jalen Ramsey um, was guarding him. Yeah. Actually, the first game, yeah, he went two for 28, right? But then he came back the next game and kind of did more. Right. That's what we're going to see. So, yeah, I have Seattle. Yeah, if DK can – basically, if they could pass the ball and get the offense going, they should win the game. Seahawks are offensive threat team. Or even get the running game going sure. with Chris Carson and Rashard Penny. Right. So I got the Seahawks. Okay, so it's the the Bears and the Saints. I know the Saints are happy that they don't have to see Minnesota in the playoffs. Honestly, because we already know what happens every time they play. <laughs> exactly. Them. What happens to the Saints? Period in the playoffs is scary. Oh my gosh! I remember against the Rams with the um the the missed PI call. Yes, and geez, we can't. That was probably one of the worst calls I probably we ever. We can't seen. forget about 
Worst non-calls, I should right. say. Right, and we can't forget about that infamous uh, touchdown they let Stephon Diggs get. Oh my gosh! Crazy. Like I remember, I was watching that game live. I'm thinking, it's no way. Now, if we could, now if we think about it, right? The Saints, the Brown, I mean, the Bears also had a playoff mess up that one year. They missed the field goal against the Vikings. I think that's why the Vikings advanced. <laughs> so yeah, we got two <laughs> mess up teams. Oh, oh, oh! That's when the kicker. I think um. I forgot who that kicker was before that. I think that's when he got a lot of hate and backlash. Yes, that. like Mr. Field goal for the win and all that. So we got two teams that know how to mess up their chances going against each other. But, you know, I think the Saints going to end up winning. Yeah, me too. Of course, Drew Brees is back. Alvin Kamara is um, going crazy. The Bears defense is really good, but I really don't think that – um. I believe Mitchell Trubisky is going to be starting unless they um put in Nick Foles. I have to actually look into that. Right. But I'd, I'd, I'd rather put Foles in there, of course. But it's all dependent on what they do. True. Um, New Orleans defense obviously isn't bad at all, so they're pretty decent. Right. You know, you know Marshawn Lattimore is out there. Exactly. And a few other people, Demario Davis, got some pretty good playmakers. On defense, right? You said Cameron Jordan, true, and um, you mentioned Demario Davis already. Yeah, All right. So yeah, they got them and Michael Michael Jenkins too. He actually been pretty decent this year. Oh yeah, he did go back to the Saints exactly. So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The Saints have a pretty good defense. So true. I think overall, especially if they put Trubisky in there, I don't think that they're gonna move the offense. That is true. What do, what do you think Khalil Mack's effort is going to do to uh, probably change The Saints that? actually have a really, really good O-line. That's facts. So, in terms of Khalil Mack adding pressure, yeah, that's definitely going to be a big factor. But also, Drew, B- Drew Brees gets the ball out fairly quickly as well. That is true. And I think his veteran experience isn't going to let Khalil Mack, you know, especially if he gets through, just, you know, um, rush him and pressure him the whole right. time. Definitely got a lot of options on the offense, too. Emmanuel Sanders is there, correct? Yes, sir. Emmanuel exactly, Sanders. Exactly, with Michael Thomas. And um, they have some – they have decent uh backups. I really don't know their names too well, but I've seen them in some games where uh, Michael Thomas and others weren't um, active, and they went out there and pretty much showed Drew Brees they can catch the ball, too. So they have a lot of yep. weapons. And Jared Cook as well. Jared Cook oh, is awesome. Oh, can't forget about him. And of course, Alvin Kamara. Yes. Uh, how many touchdowns he had? Oh that my one gosh! Game? I played him in fantasy, bro. I played him in fantasy. I can't. I won my fantasy championship <laughs> by point twenty points. He, I lied to you. Know, he put up like almost sixty points against me one week. Dang. I was like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Exactly. So my, and of course my, like I said, McCaffrey, my first pick was out for the whole year. He only played three games. Oh, we still managed to win a championship. <laughs> That's good. You know. It didn't look too good for me. I finished last. <laughs> I mean, it's a learning experience. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna obviously do uh, probably on a later episode around fantasy football season. Definitely about tips and tricks on what to do. Of next course, track. next year I'm not playing. I'm gonna be number one. All right, here we go. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the, the Washington Redskins. football team. I mean, all oh, right, football team. That's what they are. The football team, yep. The football team. As much as I bangs with Chase Young, you know how I roll, bro. I gotta go with Tom Brady and Brown, bro. That's who the main pieces are. 
Yeah, and you know, I really, really like Alex Smith. You know, I've been rooting for him for a while, but I definitely have Tampa Bay handling their business. Bro, you know, I don't think. But then, go ahead. The winner advances to face Green Bay. The winner advances and Tampa Bay actually um handled their business against Green Bay earlier this year. Oh, true, yeah, that's when Rodgers had that bad game. Brady versus Rodgers, of course, yeah, definitely happened again. That definitely be a really good um most definitely would game. Be. Yeah, but we it feels like Tom Brady's always getting into it with a top quarterback when it comes to um big games. Remember him and Peyton used to go have their playoff battles. Right. Him and Mahomes, they've played that game when oh, in the yeah. OT. <laughs> that game was crazy. Exactly, but um, yeah, Tom Brady always finds himself, especially playing Aaron Rodgers. Those games are always like Monday night games. Like they always catch him on a good, you know. And yeah, the Redskins don't honestly stand a chance, bro. The Tampa Bay offense is too overpowered for their defense. They actually have a exactly. a cool old line, not the best, but it's still cool, good enough to protect Brady at least. You know, Brady's been through this plenty of times. He only, what, in the last, like, six seasons, he hasn't, like, he got kicked out, what, the first round just last year? I'm sorry, say that one more time. I was cutting out. I said, I said, what, in the last six seasons, Tom Brady got kicked out, like, in the first round once, and that was against the Titans. Last year was the Titans, and I don't really, can't really recall the other time before. Right. The rest, he's been in the Super Bowl pretty much. So, you know. Or close to it. He, oh, and this is his first year without Bill, so yeah, it's really going to be a nice impact if he can go out. Yeah, but he always dominated that division. No, I think the Bills just came up around like this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got, I got the Redskins losing. I mean, the Washington football team. The football team. Um, I have them losing too. I'm always going to root for Alex Smith. You know, I got a lot of respect for him. Definitely has handled his business at Kansas City, especially. I know he played for the 49ers, but Kansas City is when I really um, saw him really step up a lot. Yeah, that was his belt. And, um, exactly. And yeah, so actually, people, people actually forgot the Redskins were actually doing pretty good before his leg injury when he, um, when he was there. Oh, true. People actually forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So I think that he's basically their guy, especially for the next um couple years. I think he's like thirty seven right now. Yeah, I'm certain, like around like thirty seven. Yeah, he got a couple more year, more years with him, at least. Uh, I think that they should definitely try to get a quarterback, and then um I think he should learn underneath Alex Smith because honestly I didn't think um um Dwayne Haskins was their guy, and I don't really think that they ever really had like a full you know system for him that they really wanted him to be their guy. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, I wasn't really sold on him when he came in. It's just me neither. So, so we'll see what his future holds for him in the league. Exactly. Back up. Hopefully, we can say that we were wrong, and you know he actually proves everybody. But we'll see from now. That's true. We'll see. And I also forgot to mention to you, the winner of the um. The Baltimore versus the Tennessee Titans. Or the they're going to have to go in and face Kansas City. Exactly. And, yep, when we get to that next round, well, technically, we have we'll, Chiefs. The Chiefs, bro. <laughs> yeah, they lost, bro. Whoever win that game is just going to lose to the Chiefs. The Chiefs is probably the best offense we've seen in years. <laughs> So you feel like you feel like the Titans and the Ravens are basically playing for who's gonna be who? Yes. Like the Ravens are. Yes. <laughs> like the Titans gonna go out there, and it doesn't matter if Derrick Henry runs for three thousand yards, bro. 
Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That's too many weapons. Too many. And honestly, and the strong head of Andy Reid. Yeah, and and they definitely destroyed the Ravens earlier this year. And I understand last year is last year, but they did beat the Titans um, to advance into the Super Bowl last year exactly. to win the championship against San Francisco. They will do it again. So, well, after that, then you know who, honestly, my AFC championship game will probably be, be um, which is my prediction, Buffalo and Kansas City. I'm actually rooting for but – I don't know why, but, like, I just want to see, see Buffalo just do something in the AFC. You want to see Buffalo um, all the way? Um, Not all the way because, of course, Seattle. Yeah. But, I mean um, – I mean, in terms of who I want to make a deep playoff run and who I really see making a deep playoff run. Right. If the Ravens were to do it, that would be pretty entertaining to see. Of course, Lamar Jackson, the big stage of the Super Bowl, that's definitely really good. But I really want to see Stephon Diggs out there with Josh Allen with his new weapons. Right. So that's – so against Kansas City's offense, have heavily power offense. So, so you think um... – so do you think the Bills have what it takes to beat the Steelers then? Because we got them, we had them beat. Of the course, Browns. of course, they definitely beat the Steelers already earlier this year. Um, for sure, I can actually pull up the score for you right now. I think I want to say it was a blowout. They only played once. I want to say it was a blowout. No, it wasn't a blowout. It was twenty-six to fifteen. But yeah, they only played once. But basically, what I've seen, um, Buffalo pretty much handled their own quite fairly well against um, Pittsburgh. So. It really wasn't like a, you know, right? Oh my gosh, it's a nail biter. I actually saw that Buffalo kept the tempo up pretty nice that game, and set the tone, which is also another thing I want to mention about the Ravens are pretty good at doing, is setting the tone during games. A lot of teams out here can't really set the tone during games, like, um, you know, I'm gonna just name a team out here, for example, the Cowboys. Cowboys always got to play from behind and just, you know, make a comeback story happen. That is true. They most heavily had to come back against the Giants. A lot of times the Ravens do a good job of making sure um, their defense does a good job making sure that Lamar Jackson doesn't have to um, go out there and play catch-up all the time. That is true. And, you know, Lamar Jackson gives himself that cushion on offense because it's like once they score, they're going to keep scoring. So if you don't stop them early on, then – Especially, yeah, the momentum is definitely crazy. Yeah. But so NFC, who you have in the um, the NFC championship? The Chiefs. No, NFC. Oh, the NFC? So that would be within, uh, yeah, that would be like Green Bay. Oh, all right. So we got, so we got um, the Seahawks beating the Rams and the Saints beating the Bears. Yeah, and out of that, I'm gonna have to. Honestly, it's gonna be a crazy game. That would be a good game to see. A hop. I got um Seattle. You got Seattle beating. Why you say Seattle? Over um, over we're saying against the Saints, right? Yeah. I'm gonna say Seattle against the Saints because I just feel like. I feel like it all. Is, I feel like it's all just gonna come down to the defense, Seattle's defense, like it does every game. Right. I feel like I feel like the defense can set the tone and set the pace. Um, I feel like Russell can just go out there and do his thing. 
So I honestly would have Seattle and not to mention, um, you know, the Saints bad luck streak over the years in the playoffs. That is true. Um, few years. It's a chance they might even. But the real, the real hefty one. Oh, okay. So actually, no, we're actually on Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Who do you have? As much as I mess with Rodgers, I got Tampa Bay beating them. Again, yes, I think Tampa Bay's really got um on track. Yeah, they really... and I'm not gonna lie to you, like they had like um some concerns for me early on, but I think that they right. actually like people like Gronk, like even though he's not playing to that high level, too many weapons we go to exactly. Gronk is least like in the red zone, the red zone threat, yes. exactly red zone threat. So he's the red zone guy. AB has had a touchdown in the last three games he's played. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to stop now that him and Tom Brady got that connection back. You know, they did play for, like, one game when he was in uh, New England. That even looked dangerous. And who do you have between um, and he still got- Seattle and the Saints, by the way? Oh, Seattle and the Saints. I'm going to have to honestly give that game. I feel like Russell's just going to rile the guys together. I'm going to – I was thinking about Kamara, like, and then you still got Mike Thomas and all that. But you still had a run stopper and Bobby Wagner. KJ Wright's also over there, and you can't forget Jamal Adams also. KC coming. That is KC true. Moves up in a linebacker spot. It is going to be like that. And I feel like if they can just contain um, Michael Thomas, I think it's the thing, you know, should be all right. True. Just so off definitely. the prediction off the head, I'm going to give that – I'm going to – damn. I'm going to have to give that game to the Saints. I'll give it to the Saints. Okay, that's fair. I'll give it to the Saints. So just because they're hot, like, their offense, like, I feel like Kamara just hungry or win. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, for my prediction, so I'm basically on Seattle versus Tampa Bay. Now, this is when it really gets tricky. This is my NFC Championship prediction. All right. I feel like – I honestly feel like Seattle's still missing a – um. A lot of pieces in their defense. Yeah. And I think that Tampa Bay's um, offense, so Michael, um, I'm sorry, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, I think, you know, Tom Brady, of course, I think that that's just going to be overwhelming for that defense. Jamal Adams can't cover the whole field. You know, Bobby Wagner, of course, is going to be in his um, area. That's true. But I think in the big scheme of things, I think it's going to be too much. And, of course, like, you don't want to ever get into an offensive back-and-forth battle just to keep doing – you want your defense to, you know, give you some right. kind of cushion. And we got to – also, we got to keep in fact that Mike hurt, Mike Evans did get hurt on Sunday. And he uh, – I think he, like, hyperextended his knee or something. So he might not even – Yeah, but we're talking. Huh? Yeah, but we're talking about the NFC Championship. He should be back by Yeah, then. but, you know, we never know. Like, you know how teams – You never know, right? Yeah, so – I get what you're saying. Same thing happened with McCaffrey. I kept my hopes high over the – um the course of the fantasy football, but it never happened. But, you know, I don't want to be one of those people because that is his health. I'm not going to get mad. Right. Like, oh, he couldn't play because my fantasy football team needed him. I'm not going to be like that. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he recovers. I'm sure he will, you know, go back to exactly being a, the MVP status McCaffrey. Okay. So, okay, so your um championship game is going to be the Saints and the the Buccaneers. So who do you have taking that? I got the Buccaneers. That's going to be a good game because, you know, early on the Saints did beat the Buccaneers. That's before A.B. and 
Gronk started really getting in the groove. I think Gronk actually had a def- decent game against him. I think he had like a touchdown or two against the Saints, even though they still lost the second time. I'm going to get that to New Orleans. They dominated them literally twice. The first game, we were like, okay, let's see if Brady gets in sync with everyone just to see how everything goes, you know, further in the, you know, in the future. Right. But then they played again and they got dominated once again. So I'm going to have to get that to Jeez. New Orleans if they play again. New Orleans, if, for my prediction, bro, I'm going to have to go with the Buccaneers again. I think. But then again, it is the yes. Saints in the and, playoffs. And I feel so like I don't know. Even even in like Tom Brady going against the Titans last year, they almost, they had like a chance to, they had a chance to win that game and they had nobody. Now that he got Tom Brady with, all those weapons and their defense is still not as bad. The Buccaneers actually have a decent defense too. I feel like they could pull through. Like if they just play with that same energy I've, I've been seeing like these past Sundays, I feel like they can get it done against the Saints. They have to come with that A game, which leads to the Super Bowl. So I got Kansas City and Buffalo in the championship right now. So those so. So for your predictions, I'm going to just go off of um, yours right now because I don't want to, you know, confuse anyone listening, just, you know, back and forth. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, the Buccaneers do make it. And Kansas City versus Buffalo, honestly, like, I'm just going to just throw out just, you know, just one right now because we're, we're kind of running low on time. I'm just going to move into the next segment. All right. We can definitely talk about that in another episode, of course, because, you know, two weeks from now, Everything is going to completely change. Yeah. See who we pick are going to lose or vice versa. Right. So, Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. And this will be the probably – if this is not one of the best Super Bowls of all time, I'm going to be shocked, bro. Brady versus Mahomes. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season, man. And I, that's just going to be a hard choice. You have the young – like it's just gonna be a shootout, honestly, because yes, Kansas yes, Kansas City has Tyron Matthew, D four. They have good defensive pieces, but I don't think they have enough pieces. You said D four? Yeah. Like they have No, D four is with um he on the he's with San he, Fran. Oh he on the is he on the San Francisco now? He been was on San Fran. Oh. I thought who's the other guy they got? <laughs> He got they got Chris Jones and other yo. I thought no, uh, no. Nah, he remember remember they um they traded him last year to San oh my fault not D four. I'm talking that. about I'm thinking about Chuck something. Um, I was racing Chuck Clark. No. <laughs> What's his name? You <laughs> oh my, God. it's the other D lineman that's up there. But they had that. That's as much pressure they're gonna get on Brady, and that don't work. You know their corners is cool, but. They're not getting. Oh, oh, oh! You talking about? You talk. I know who you talking about. Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank, Frank Clark. Clark. Yeah. And um, it was the um, I know exactly who else. Frank Clark, Chris Jones. Exactly, Chris Jones. Right. Um, honestly, you want me to be quite frank with you? Right. If it comes down to a shootout, I'm probably going to go with Tampa Bay. You going to go with Tampa only Sam. Bro, who in that secondary is really? I mean, Tyron can't, like I say, can't cover everybody. You think that, um, like Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, sure. and Gronkowski right. in the red zone? Like, that's true, but 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 here, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay, I'm not going to say that Tampa Bay's going to win. I'm just saying I wouldn't want to get into a shootout with either team, but 
I would say Mahomes gets hot with Tariq Hill. Then uh, that's what I'm saying because yeah. we not like, the the Buccaneers defense is cool, but if we can like we if we send if we're rating the Buccaneers defense and the Chiefs defense, it's basically the same thing. And because who's guarding Tyreek Hill? Who's guarding Travis Kelsey? And you know, point. Andy Reid with the probably the best plays in the league. He can that come is, up oh, with anything. Oh, 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 oh. That's another thing I want to tell you about. It will all come down to coaching too. And obviously, Andy Reid's a better coach than Bruce Arians. True. So, but I'm just saying. But like, and, just imagine a shootout and Tom Brady just like you know, Mahomes is gonna be looking for two people while Brady's looking for four right. already off the rip. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Of course, I've done seen the Chiefs do some crazy stuff. Even when I count them, I think, oh, Tariq Hill is going to, you know, get double team. They got him. But, you know, Mahomes just find someone else, obviously, or vice versa with um, Travis Kelsey. So, are we saying that Le'Veon Bell is not a threat? Honestly, bro, I honestly forgot he was even on the Chiefs. And I'm going to be quite frank with you. As of Le'Veon Bell, we're talking about the 2020 through 2021. No. Man, I... Mm. I don't I don't see him being like a factor. Cause honest, they had the other rookie running back who they really use a lot. You can't forget about Damian Williams. He's not really like their primary go-to. Especially we're talking about a shootout. So that means that he he's actually gonna have to air the ball out. All right. Now another thing we forgot, bro. The Chiefs technically do have four targets, bro. And they all can all oh, yeah. playmakers. Just like the Chiefs. Oh yeah, they do. The, I mean they just do, like but the fucking I mean, they just have bigger yeah, names. I mean, I mean, pro, that's what I'm saying, Pro Bowl caliber players such as, like, Antonio Brown and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. The Chiefs definitely do have some, um, you know, Hardman, Sammy. Even say Demarcus Robinson in there, Sammy Watkins. And when it all comes down to it, though, who's receiving core would you take? Um, I'm not including Travis Kelsey. Would you rather take um, Tariq Hill, Sammy Watkins, Hardman, or would you rather take Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin? I will, and you I, don't forget Chris Godwin and Mike Evans actually broke a thousand yards um together when James was there. They could have actually did it again this year, but um <clears throat> voice crack right down need some water. They actually could have did it again this year, but um Chris Godwin actually got hurt. Exactly. So that wasn't really helping, but he could have broke a thousand. I could have predicted it. That's true, but that is true. They do have better weapons, but I feel like the Chiefs, that's one thing. They are a fast paced offense. They could slow it down, they could speed it up like they have. Uh, I think it's going to have to come down to Tom Brady, honestly, with his play calls. Saying. I don't think Bruce Arians is going to lead them yeah, to the victory. I think Tom Brady's going to have to be Brady yeah. and decide, you know. He's going to use what Belichick taught him, bro, and put that on the field for himself. But That's... honestly, if it came down to it, my predictions probably would be Kansas City. Just, I, I just, bro, like, I just, I don't, I just don't like Andy Reid's coaching abilities and plays with. Like I said before, they were going like eleven and five with Alex Smith, but exactly. Um, Patrick Mahomes was just the last missing piece of the puzzle that they needed, um, to that puzzle to complete it. You know, the final formula. Right. So I really think that um, I really think that that's really a big factor in everything as well. Was going to come down to coaching, and ultimately, of course, Andy Reid definitely is going to be over Bruce Arians. Yes, sir. I th- and like I said, if it's exactly, and if it comes down to it, Brady's really gonna have to be Tom Brady. Turn off the headset. You're gonna have to lock in. Go out there. Yes, and I'll, right. that'll be great to see if it happens. But want to answer now? 
Yeah, the one thing about Tom Brady, bro, he does not stand down when it comes Especially, to Tom. You know, in the Super Bowl, bro, Atlanta. Sheesh. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm over there. My dad was thinking the game was over. He told me something, you ready to go. I'm like, no, nah. I'm not going to lie to you. You can't count Tom Brady out. And look what happened. He said the same thing in the fourth quarter. He said, he said, dang, he said, I remember you was telling me that um, can't count Tom Brady out. So exactly. I mean, of course, my dad already knew that. But, you know, 28-3 to mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, you think that you think time it's... management will come in. Exactly. But <laughs> you see what happened. Crazy things happen. In the living room, watching people like this game is over. I'm watching like, bro, y'all must don't know who Tom Brady is. (laughs) I remember that game against Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning went up by like 20. It was something like halftime. But then remember Tom Brady just went in the locker room. They came back. I think that might have been a Monday night football game. I can't really remember which year. Maybe 2015. Uh I want to say probably like 2015. But that was really good. One of his crazy moments as well with coming back. Tom Brady's just on a different level with just – Right, making stuff happen. Just seems like his age. You can obviously see Tom Brady isn't in his prime anymore. Obviously, yeah, he's still an elite quarterback. Right. You can't take that away from him. Like right. he's still elite. Same thing with Drew Brees. Drew Brees definitely is out of his prime, but still elite. Right. So yeah. So another thing. So that's NFL right now. We'll you know get to the draft and stuff a little bit as week goes on. Right. But um, definitely pretty crazy. I think that this is probably gonna be one of the best playoffs that we've ever seen in oh, a long for time. For sure, um, every we see so a lot of new faces, underdogs, right? That's one thing. Like, who would have thought the Redskins would have a been lot of new playoffs. faces? Exactly, the Washington football team is in oh. there right now. Right. The um, let me see something. Washington football team is in there. Tampa Bay's um, in the playoffs. Chicago made it last year, but still, like, you know, just see them as a playoff team again. Yeah, that nobody ex- would expect that, like, too. Right. Um, then you also got Tennessee going back-to-back in the playoffs. You know, the Colts are in there. The Bills are back in there. Like, it's just the, the Browns. Oh, like, yeah, the Browns are in there. The Browns are in there. It's really crazy just to see how things are – how you feel about what the Eagles did to the Giants? Oh, that was really crummy. <laughs> I mean, to the point I'm I, I didn't I don't know if things were said to Doug Peterson on why he made that decision, like when they played the um when they had played the Giants. I'm not sure what was actually said to him to make that decision just to blow the game just so they wouldn't make the playoffs, but it was pretty it was pretty messed up. Not yeah. Gonna lie. Most it most definitely was messed up. Bad bad job. So I know we talked about earlier in the segment, um, how we were talking about a new a new face for um or a new you know change for Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. So I think that another team that would actually be pretty good on that list would be the Chicago Bears. Yes, sir. He has a defense. He actually has the offense with Allen Robinson, Ty Montgomery. Tariq Cohen is also there with him. Um, Cordell Patterson makes pretty good plays every now and then, you know, about that. Um, you know, I feel like they resigned Jimmy Graham. That would be a good inside um, the red zone threat, you know, just to get the get everything going. Right. Yeah, he most definitely be a good fit for Chicago, especially with them. 
Not really. I would say they're having a QB problem. They really don't know who they want to go with. They saw Nick Foles. He gets hurt, what, twice? He got hurt twice this year? Foles and Wentz back at it again. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he got hurt twice. Trubisky's been taken over, and you see where he got him. So, yeah. They had to go QB again. They either should either get Wentz, see what he can do, or... Honestly, stick with your biscuit until it's a serious problem because they are in the playoffs right now. Exactly. There's some teams that got good QBs and missing out, like the Dolphins. So, yeah. Another question I had to ask you for the show, what do you think Cleveland should do about um, Odell next year? Oh, yeah, get, uh, get him out of there. He needs to... I feel like they should do my boy some justice and let him get, you know, a fresh start. Yeah. I never liked him in Cleveland anyway from the jump when he first made the trade. Like, the Odell, we haven't seen the same Odell since New York. He's in Cleveland. He's a – I wouldn't call him a second option, but Odell is not really an option wide receiver. He fits more to, like, the DeAndre Hopkins role where you have good receivers to help him out, but he's that, he's that guy that – Teams need to be going after and picking up. Like I really would like to see him with a quarterback like Cam Newton. Well, you know, he's not really passing the ball like that. This team. Yeah, we're definitely gonna talk about that after yeah, this. But yeah, um, him on the Patriots. Would I would actually would probably be fine. I would. They say they're gonna part ways with Cam after this year, most likely. Yeah, I'm seeing. I would actually like to see. Um, I would actually like to see Odell back in New York. I'm not going to lie to you. You would like to see Odell back in New York? I'm not going to lie to you. I think that was... I know it's not going to happen, but, like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. You know Daniel Jones isn't scared to throw the ball, which is what Odell likes. True. I'm not saying Baker is scared to throw the ball, but I feel like a lot of Odell's passes were really force-fed to him. Right. And Odell... Of course, we'll have Shaquan Barkley. I don't know how they messed up that great duo with Shaquan Barkley and Odell. But anyways, um, Sterling Shepard, I don't know how Evan Ingram made the the Pro Bowl. I had him as my fantasy tight end this year. Absolutely hated it. I don't know how he made the Pro Bowl, who voted, but that's just another topic for another time. Yeah, but, he shouldn't have made um, it. Oh, and Golden Tate as well. Imagine Odell, Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate at the slot. And then Evan Ingram, we're just going to say, you know, the, the pro bowler. Yeah. Um, pro bowler. All right. Um, and Shaquan Barkley right there. So you think the, the Giants need more offense than anything? More offense than anything? I would say I would say I, their defense would could use some help. But I feel like Odell back there would definitely bring a great presence, a great, um, you know, put fear in the um, opposing defenses, of course, some opposing def- um, defenses secondary. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. you know, I'm going to go play Odell this Sunday. Of course. Especially, keep in mind, that was, that was New York Giants Odell. We put him back in that same system, everything. Oh, and keep in mind, Daniel Jones runs the ball, too, unlike Eli Manning, so it makes the offense more predictable. Yeah, that is true. Him, Saquon, coming back, too. 
That'd be nice. But I don't think it's going to happen. But I'd rather see him, um, you know. I know a lot of people have been saying San Fran should push for him and get him over there in the Bay. That is true. Like, who do they really have at wide? Debo Samuel? Um, yeah, and... um. They have Debo Samuel and um, what's his name? I know George Cato is their tight end, which is a pretty good, but of course you need more wide receivers. And that's another team that surprised me. 49ers. The 49ers honestly have a good, solid team offense and defense. Decent old line. Injuries. Oh. Injuries got to them this year. Of course. Yes. Yeah, and keep in mind, I don't think that um, I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be taking them that far. But that, uh, what do we call it? That field general dominant? Uh, the QBR. Yeah. The QBR quarterback. <laughs> you know, just to get his QBR up, pass the rating and everything. I feel like if you really want to win the big ones, you're going to have to air it out. That is 100% facts. Like, give me one quarterback that's wanted just trying to do check downs dump plays, like, just basically... Or just the trick plays going to the running back. I know they have a lot of option plays, but they'll give it to the running back, and they'll do flea flickers and stuff. Right. You know what game really showed that quarterbacks that really go for it all and, like, really try to make those big plays, like, win the game? It was the game, game where the Dolphins played the Rams, I believe it was last Sunday, last Saturday, when Tua went, what, he was like 12 for 20 with 97 yards. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in the fourth quarter and had, oh, of course. what, 10, 10 less yards than him in one drive. Of course. That just shows you right. And they end up winning the game. So Of course. That just shows you. Fitzpatrick, I think a couple teams should definitely go for him just to see. Um, a few teams that I'm trying to think off the top of my head that should definitely give it a go to bring him in. Honestly, the Jets should bring him back. You said the Jets? That'd be tough. The Jets should bring him back, depending on what – I'm sure they're going to get Trevor Lawrence because Jacksonville is, of course, going to get him. But um, definitely the Jets should bring him back. What do you mm. think the Colts should do? I think the Colts should, I feel like the Colts should go for Wentz, but if the I don't know if Fitzpatrick's just go deep play style, you know, just air, you know, just just I don't care go out there and play football. I'm not sure if that would really fit in too much, but I feel like Chicago might. I'm not gonna lie to you. Imagine <laughs> Monday Night Football, Fitzpatrick. And Aaron Rodgers just airing the ball out, just throwing it all up. Game. That'd be nice to see. All game. He's out there just playing football. I feel like he would be a good fit over there. Exactly. Especially, like you said, with Trubisky, you just uh, – I don't even uh, – I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. He's trying, though. I give him that. He's most definitely oh, like he's, – he's, he's, he's trying this year now? Yeah, I give Trubisky. Okay, I will before honestly, he wasn't trying. Okay. Yeah, I will honestly give Trubisky a solid QB in the NFL. Solid. He's not like the best thing we ever seen, or like, oh yeah, Trubisky's going to be that guy that I want to start my franchise with. But he's pretty solid. He does his job and does it well enough to get him in the playoffs. 
Okay. That's what's and you know the defense is of course there to help yes. him out too. Of course. But um who else? I'm trying to think. Um oh, the Broncos. Honestly, Fitzpatrick go over there, especially with Drew Locke might need just just a, somebody just to um oh yeah develop Drew, under. Yeah, that would be a good move. Cause Drew Locke, you could tell he wants to take those chances, but he has to develop a good trust with his receivers. I feel like he um developed some trust with um, Jerry. Fitzpatrick don't care. He's going to go out there. He's going to build his trust on the field with everybody. Absolutely. Right. The last string wide receiver, he will get a, He will throw it up there, at least get him an opportunity for the jump ball. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think. Another um, – so what about Cam Newton? Yeah, that was that's another topic. Yeah, I was going to think of another um QB who needs like a refresher. Cam Newton, what do you see him at next year? If Cam Newton honestly had to get picked up by a team that was honestly serious, it's hard to place Cam because of how he played this year. If he would, have we seen that Cam Newton that yeah, was yeah, running and throwing, I would honestly put him with Chicago too, but. Chicago got all those powers, like all those weapons on. Not really weapons, but they got decent offensive players just for them to go out there and run and do checkdowns. They don't need that. They need, like, they need scores. They need people that want to try to get a touchdown on every drive. Like, they can't just settle for yeah. like, Cam definitely only had eight passing touchdowns all year and 10 interceptions. Right, and I, think, I know he. Go ahead. I know he missed a few games due to um, you know, COVID and everything. But Mahomes missed a few games last year too, and he ended up in the MVP race again. MVP talks. Exactly, and one thing about Cam Newton, I don't think he threw a um, I don't think he actually threw a touchdown until like week three. He ran in for both of them for the first two games. No, he he threw one. He for actually that. threw on week week two. He did. He threw one in week two, yeah. and he threw one in, um in week in week three. All right, because you remember and he didn't get another one until Baltimore, and then Houston, and then one against the Chargers, and then three against the Jets. Because you know I had him as my uh backup QB for fantasy. He honestly was <laughs> he did really good this Sunday. Yeah, he did do good this Sunday, but you know that was against the Jets, so he didn't get a lot of credit. Yeah, of course, um, but you um, know. But... But yeah, like I had him in the beginning of my uh, fantasy, and he honestly was putting on more points than Mahomes week one and two. So oh, yeah, but then rushing yards. after the COVID thing hit, it seemed like that took him out of it. So yeah, we'll see where he lands this all season. It's, I honestly have no clue what teams would be kind of interested in him after the way he played this year, to be honest. And yeah, that was I know the um, Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots had a few opt-outs this year, too. I know that they definitely want to look to build their receiving core, and I know um, Dante Hightower was actually um, – he opted out this year. Oh, he did? Yeah, he actually opted out this year due to COVID. Jeez. So, so they actually took a couple hits on defense. It wasn't just him. It was a few other players, too. So, they actually took a hit on defense because of that. Right. And – um. Yeah, I think that definitely might um might have to see where Cam Newton goes. I would say Chicago also, but just the way he was honestly, playing. 
I would hate to see him go to the Jets. No, no. Yeah, that's right. Him. I didn't even meant that would be bad. You know what? Um, shoot. Oh, they are talking about Drew Brees. Um, might be leaving this season. The Saints might be an option. I think they're gonna go with Taysom Hill. Um, I think they're gonna go with Taysom Hill full time. Yes, bro. Um, what is his name? Sean Payton. He loves Taysom Hill. If you go in there, a lot of people say that he just loves Taysom Hill for some reason. <laughs> they just want him just to play. Like I respect Sean Payton, but they just say like that he really think about it. He put him over Jameis Winston, literally, <laughs> just without a doubt. Not even just a oh go and practice to see how it goes. He literally just said Taysom Hill starting. Dang. And he did, he actually did pretty good. I think they were undefeated under Taysom Hill as well, which they were with Teddy Bridgewater the following. I mean, you know, last year. Exactly. Taysom, Taysom Hill would um yeah be a good move for them, but you know he's a dual threat. So I feel like if they can get a honestly a real like not saying Taysom is not a real QB, he so proven that he he's a hybrid ball. player. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill was just a design in the future for you know future NFL athletes. So if you're the he's Saints, a prototype player. So if you're the Saints and you have an opportunity to sign Cam Newton, he wants to play for you. You sign him or not? Honestly, um, based off of me going with Taysom Hill, <clears throat> Taysom Hill, dang, I need some water. Over Taysom Hill, I probably would say. Um, honestly, because Cam Newton, okay, I think he had a bad year, but he's I like still Cam there. Newton, bro. But his ego, he's not gonna accept the backup role. Oh no, he's, he's not like, accepting the backup role. If he's there, saying, he's ego. gonna have to start. Cam Newton, honestly, even though he played like they did, Cam Newton, I can't see Cam Newton as a backup. That's just – that's outrageous. Cam Newton exactly. will have to start every team he played for. Way. My point exactly, which is going to have to be a team in a crucial um, QB situation, like a critical situation right now. The Colts, which would um... – Yeah. <laughs> Phillip Rivers you know, they, really, they really want Phillip Rivers to retire, bro. Yeah, they, they hate on my man. Yeah, they – you know, they've been going through the flip-flop. You know, Andrew Luck, he still has some years behind him. Yo, just said, I'm done. What? Like, that and woke up and just said, I'm, I'm out. For real, middle of the season, they they waking up like, oh, yeah, we got Andrew Luck. <laughs> and that was right before the season started in preseason last right. year. Right. We're getting all these pieces for him with Ray. Probably be a contender. Oh, they built the whole line, but the damage is already done to him. Exactly. I think this um, podcast only lasts for um an hour. For 60 minutes, yeah, for oh, hours, so, so we just probably continue on to, like, episode two right after this. All right. We'll definitely talk about the NBA topics. I'm definitely going to get some water because my voice just keeps cracking. Right. You know, late nights. Sound like I'm still in high school. <laughs> or, or, or middle school. I don't I don't really remember. Right. right. All that started happening. But anyway, so, yeah, so. I think it's um gonna end, so we're definitely gonna talk about NBA in the next one. Probably follow up on NFL if we have time after the NBA, and we'll see about that. All right, so yeah, actually it's still, still going, going. So. so it might be all right. Cool. All right, let's right. see. They might have updated it actually. I'm about to see. Um. Oh, I don't. I guess they updated it. Who knows? 
I guess we're gonna go till they cut it off. We're just gonna go to episode um two once they cut it off. So just everybody was still listening. All right. Once episode two starts. I mean episode two will start once this one ends. We're just gonna upload that back to back. All right. So NFL, you wanna put a break on that and go to NBA right now? Yeah, we pretty much talked about all the NFL stuff that's happened up to now and basically some off season stuff. So yeah, we can go to basketball. Oh my goodness. Basketball. This is about to get crazy. Okay, so um, let me actually think. So, who are your um? Who do you like watching right now? Who do you think is who? Whose future you see is bright? Like team wise or player? Like like as of as of this year as in the future like wise like who do you really see like making a deep playoff push? Honestly, them Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie and KD just look like they're having fun out there. Their team can look like they've been good. playing with each other for like five plus years. They exactly, look, they like, look really good out there. And honestly, I keep telling everybody, KD didn't play all last year. Kyrie played. Um, I'm actually gonna look into the how many games. Let me see. Yeah, let me see. Kyrie. Kyrie um only played last year. Kyrie played twenty six games. Sheesh, that's not even close to anything. I, I want to say twenty six games, if I'm not mistaken, but we'll we'll see. I'm definitely gonna get into that. Um, if I'm wrong, someone just please correct me in the comments, just to see. Um, I think he only played twenty six games. If that, and they still made the playoffs without um Kyrie and Katie. Right. Which is a really big deal. That is a big deal. And with Kyrie and KD back, you know, KD is just an offensive threat. And he has a little bit of – well, not even a little bit. He has good defensive attributes on him too with him being tall and long like that. So, you know, KD is always going to be a threat. But, however, I mean, they're fun to watch right now. But, you know, they lost to Washington, I believe, yesterday. They ended up losing to the Wizards. Oh, um it's gonna happen. It's an eighty-two game season. You know, you're That's not gonna true. be perfect, they especially the bad teams might right. come up and upset. They didn't. You know, lose. Washington's not really that bad. They just That's true. Washington is kind of uh, good to watch too. They honestly building their team chemistry. Russell looks like he's honestly having a good time playing with. Um, happy Dale. to see him happy, and which also leads to my next question. So, Houston, how do you feel about the James Harden situation? What do you feel like they should do? Honestly, if Harden. Like, you see that the Rockets are trying to let Harden play with John Wall. John Wall so and that John Wall Cousins is still a problem. DeMarcus Cousins, I honestly think he's past his time. Like, he had his time in Sacramento, but ever since that, he had a mean yeah, Achilles injury. Yeah, ever since the injury, he's just not the same. DeMarcus Cousins we've seen, he just slowed Achilles down. Achilles injury, ACL. Um, he also did something in the playoffs against the Warriors. I forget. Yeah. He played with the Warriors. All right, he did injure himself with the Warriors. So, yeah, like, DeMarcus Cousins is honestly, like, not long gone, but he's just not a big factor. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not a, he's not a factor anymore, bro. Like, you can see he tried to get skinnier during the offseason. He came back skinnier, but, bro, like today, bro, he got ejected in three minutes. How do you <laughs> – how do you get ejected from the basketball game in three minutes on two different possessions? Bro, like, just calm down. Like, if you get the first tech, just calm down. I don't understand that. 
He just doesn't, and that's not going to help the Rockets win. But besides that, the Marcus Cousins, you can see that the Rockets organization is really trying to have James Harden play with John Wall to show that John Wall is really that I guy. I think that John Wall looks. I think he actually looks really good this year. Yeah, I think he really refined his game. I actually saw the um, I actually saw the workout tapes that he was doing over you know his the course of his injuries and stuff. Looks like he really developed a jump shot. I mostly see um, the threes really are looking more accurate mm-hmm. and the mid-range game. His finishing ability is going to be there. Of course, it's not going to be um, – it's not going to rise up on people as much as he used to do with the dunking ability. Oh, I'm hey, I'm not going to lie to you. If you watch him on the – if you see some of the games, John Wall still get bouncy. He's doing acrobatic layups. Bro. Like, he no, I'm talking about the layups. The layups, of course, are always going to be there. I mean, I'm meaning as in, um, like posterizing and stuff. It's not going to be there no more. Hey. Even on the fast breaks, he doesn't get up like he used to. But it's okay. Like we, Derrick Rose has showed us is a way to come back. You might not can't be just like your former self, but you can refine right. your game. But honestly, like keep it a butt with you, John Wall is. Just look, I'm, it's like I'm looking at the same player. He's playing defense. He's hustling. Yeah, John Wall looks really good. His defense is still there. Like you said, hustle and everything. I feel like the only he... thing that's not there is definitely the vert. But honestly, we only in verticals like not going to win you championships. Verticals not going to win you championships as long as his play style keeps staying good and stuff like that. Not to throw shade, but kind of like Aaron Gordon, we kind of see Duncan's not going to win you championships. Oh, yeah, Duncan's not going to win the game. Not even that. Exactly. Probably not even a game, like you said. Just dunking the whole game. No. Yeah, you need to be a, more of a threat than that. Aaron Gordon is one of the players, like, I just wanted to mention. Because I know we talked about it earlier, about his overall role as, in, as a player. Yeah, his role as a player is messed up. Farther than other than that, Harden, they're trying, but if Harden can't make trade his mind, yeah, I'm trading him. Like, you know, I would trade him, yeah, get some. I would get a lot of asset. I feel like John Wall, as what he's showing, especially as a leader, I think if you get the right pieces around him and you just build around him, I think they could actually have a pretty good team. And which makes me realize. What if they would have kept Chris Paul and traded James Harden and got assets off of that? How would the team be right now? All right, so if they – all right, so we keep saying it like that. They never traded Chris Paul. If they never traded Chris Paul, then they never would have got Russell Westbrook. Would have, um, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. But would they trade Harden instead of Chris? We got to look at so. – Imagine Chris having his own team again. Hmm. I know he had it with OKC and um, I guess the Suns in a sense. But then that's I know Devin Booker, say, but that's what we got to put in the fact. Chris Paul wasn't traded, but it was James Harden. What is James Harden's value worth? Like, what is he worth? Like, who who would they trade James Harden for? Like, James Harden is such a distinct. You get a lot of pieces off of him. It might it, it might not directly be a superstar for superstar trade, but. You could definitely get a lot of good asset. Maybe not a superstar, but you might get another star player, a couple good players, and some draft picks out of him. True. Which would which could help advance the. Um, but yeah, that's true. But we still got to the franchise. We still got to think about who, because 
if Chris Paul get them assets that he basically kind of had on the Thunder, they're basically going to go the same length they went before. But you could tell the Thunder, honestly, they their whole main goal, I didn't think that they were going to – that they thought they were going to make it that far as they did. I mean, not the player-wise, because, of course, a player, you don't walk in the locker room thinking, oh, I'm about to go out here and lose. Right, but they then um they didn't they I think then the uh Rockets when how the Rockets beat them did they lose in seven? I mean did the Thunder lose in seven? Don't the seven oh, oh in the current playoffs? Yeah, like what what game did they remind go me to? of who they played again? Remind me of who they played again? They played the Rockets. Yeah, they had to play Houston. Houston beat them. If we got oh. we got to see uh, what oh, game it went to because they didn't get swept. Like they honestly had fire. They was oh good. heck no. They went to like they went to um. They had to go to fourth. They had to go to five. I mean, they had to go like five or six. They um. They went to game seven. They actually went to. They did go to seven. Yes. <laughs> see, I thought he. I thought he. I thought he had went to five or six. Yeah, like Chris I Paul. Forgot, Chris bro. Paul took him, bro. Like he was. That's not, what I told you. He, Chris Paul is Chris Paul. That's why he's not. He's my favorite player for a reason. Like Chris he definitely Paul took that team. Yes, he took that team. He motivated them. Basically, like what Jimmy Butler kind of did for the Heat, because nobody expected him to do that. But Chris Paul motivated him. Play seven. They honestly, and he dropped the triple double. Like. Chris Paul yeah, could have won. I didn't game. know that they went in seven. I honestly thought that they went in six. I didn't. I, I mean, I might have said five or six, but I was moving more towards six because five. I, I knew they didn't get dominated right. against, and they um, only lost by two. Exactly. So, but the but of course, the lucky winner of that team would have. I mean, lucky winner of that series would have had to go on to face LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, you already so, knew it was really happening. Either team, the results would have been the same. Exactly. So, oh, I mean, I guess. But I feel like Chris Paul is a good player, especially to put your young assets around. Because a lot of people didn't think that he – remember the Thunder they said was going to use him as trade bait? Yes, they did. They was down Chris Paul for this, so they wasn't ready to play him. They was ready to use him trade bait. Right. They was trying to – they was – Talk down on him. Like, yeah. he wasn't a top player. True, Chris Paul. And the thing is, it's hard for Chris Paul to do what he needs to do with a player like James Harden. James Harden doesn't move without the ball. That is true. James Harden doesn't know how to play. Doesn't know how to play off the ball. Um, he doesn't know how to play without the ball in his hands. That being said, James Harden wasn't a good fit. Both of them need the ball in their hands for two different reasons. James Harden needs the ball in his hands to score. I mean, he does pass. Don't get me wrong. He does get his double-doubles and triple-doubles. But what I mean by, like, he's not orchestrating like Chris Paul does. True. And he's not – Chris Paul will set up – Chris Paul will set up a play, move people around, and do stuff like that. I feel like James, he's not doing that. I mean, of course, he's going to find an open person if they're open. But, I mean, really running the offense True. and telling people where to do go. Do you think James Harden lets that get to his head? Because when do we ever seen James Harden, like, not drop 20-plus? Does that get to his head? Yes. Yes. Does he feel like? Feel like. Did he feel like? Like, let's say if he's facilitating, they might be winning, or they might be losing by a little bit. But if he has like ten points and like seven assists, he might be like, I'm not scoring enough. I'm not doing it. So that maybe encourage him that he has to do it alone, or like he just has to get more points. Like, you think that's all in his head, or that's just 
I feel like it is. I feel like it is, especially come around playoff time. Right. Playoff time thing. Like, you have help. You're not by yourself. You have people with you. Especially you had Chris Paul. You had Westbrook. I'm not going to lie to you. The best team I feel like James Harden ever had to, to fit his play style as um to fit his play style and take that team to the next level and, you know, make it to the finals. I think it probably had to be um, when he had Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Patrick Beverly. He had those pieces right there. Right. Because, you know, those guys don't really need the ball. Right. But you know what happened to them? <laughs> Dang. Uh, other teams. Uh, <laughs> Beverly's on the Clippers now. Um, Ariza, Ariza, I think, is on the Blazers. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, he is. You know, he a hothead now. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Um, the White Howard, you know, 76ers just won a championship. The White Howard actually got a ring. Wow, crazy. Um, no, we thought he might have been one of those players, sure, but um, it's crazy, you know, like you said, that Ryerson, but they ain't put him away. <laughs> oh, that's also what I want to talk about about Damian Lillard. Where do you see his future at within um, making it to the finals? Do you see him in the finals? Honestly, no, I do not see Damian Lynn in the finals. That team is just – it's just like they don't have all the pieces. Like, not saying that too focused on Dame and CJ, but it's like – They are. They they honestly are. Like, how much money are they paying them, bro? Like, when have you ever seen the – the Blazers get a real pickup. Like, Hassan White said, okay. But even in that, that's not like a real move. Like, they're not. Oh, it's not like a like a change of factor. Yes, they're just downloading. I, mean, I said downloading. They're just getting people for the time being. They're getting people that's going to make, that's going to help out Dame and CJ get them the ball more. Like, they're not really. Helping them. <laughs> I saw Whiteside just grab the boards and exactly pass it get the block, pass the Damon transition. Like they get it. Carmelo Anthony is the only player, but you know he like okay, he's, yeah, he's scoring, not, but he's not, not the same Melo. Yeah, of course, we know, Mello. and we don't. I mean, it's it's understandable. What is Melo like? Almost forty years old now. Yeah. A couple years away from forty. So. I mean, I could see, right. but I could see that. Yeah, I understand. I, I don't – yeah, I understand. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so it's like that's just going to keep going on. Like, I'm not going to lie. Dame is for sure a Hall of Famer in my opinion. Dame is going to be – He's going to be a Hall of yeah, Famer. Damian Lemon is going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. He earned that. But – That's respectable. But him, like – but him just going to the finals, getting that ring, like, unless he honestly leads the Trailblazers, it's not going to happen. He needs to go to a contender. Like – a real contender that like who what team do you think he would fit in at? Hmm. You know, I would actually like to see him and Bradley Bill team up. Him and Bradley Bill. And you know what? I I wouldn't even be mad at that. I was gonna say Dame should try going to the East. Because he honestly probably could get out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would I would like I would actually like to see him and Bradley Bill team up. True. What if he go to Miami? Oh, uh... That's just a whole defense. You know, Jimmy Butler, not a, he don't care. He will pass the ball. If he, yeah, he don't. Fight. Like, he don't care. They got that – that would make that bench a little stronger. Uh, my, Miami, yeah. But I feel like Miami-Dame should take a couple steps back with taking, like, as many shots. Yeah. Only because I feel like um 
I feel like I feel like Miami just like a core basketball team. Right. Like you said, they don't nobody has to go out there in their mind, I'm gonna have to put up twenty, I'm gonna have to put up thirty. All right. You know it's whoever whoever has the hot hand that night, give it to him. And you know, honestly, thinking like that, where Dane Monster was shooting, he wouldn't even I mean he could fit, but it wouldn't fit like that. But you know what team it will honestly be good with the Raptors. Oh, um, with Pascal, yeah. If you replace, if you replace Lowry with Pascal, yeah, wouldn't be bad. Championship, no, no. but um, I feel Third like I feel like yeah, <laughs> at least I get you. Um, try. I mean, we said Westbrook needs to be by himself when the Knicks, and we said that. Yeah, if Westbrook went to the Knicks and just been able to orchestrate that team like he really <laughs> wants to, bro, he could, he could, he could do it, like. They would have a better record. I could tell you that. Westbrook go over there and just start yeah. telling people what to do. Like, what are they going to tell them? No, bro. Like, they he going to get them exactly. right. He going to get them right. And they all young. Um. Exactly. Another another um place for Dame. I would say I heard about rumors that um Giannis actually wanted him to come to Milwaukee. That would be cheating. <laughs> That's cheating. That would be too much. Giannis and Dame, bro. I mean, KD got Kyrie. That's a cheat code right there. Exactly. Kyrie got KD. That's vice just, versa. You get what I'm Kyrie saying? Kyrie and KD, that's two offensive threats. On a, if Dame goes to the Bucks, you got the best slasher in the game versus probably the second, third, top five shooter in the league. I give him ten, top five. I hate it when people say he um, was a better shooter than Curry when Curry was hurt last yeah, year. Yeah, see, I, I was ready to so much. Yeah, Curry is a way better. Bother me so much. Man, dropped sixty-two yesterday. Curry, Curry had to had to show everybody yesterday about you know. Yeah, he most definitely did his thing on the court. Let me ask you this: You think Damian Lillard is the type of player that makes players better around him? No. <laughs> Damian Lillard is a motivational scorer. He will hype you up. On defense, like his bucket will make the defense hype enough to get the ball back to the offense and stop the. <laughs> but trust and believe, once Dame, when, like like get somebody like Patrick yes. Beverly hyped up yeah. to get back, bro. Yes, bro. Like, bro, Dame time is not a joke, bro. Once his Dame time is Dame time, the nigga's not passing, bro. He turns into a. Bro, I, I remember, I remember the first time I ever seen Dame time, the Rockets, bro. But he had that buzzer beat on. Yes, him. that's what took out that Dwayne Howard team. Harden the best team. Another thing, another thing. I wish Lamarcus Aldridge didn't leave the Blazers. I feel like Aldridge. Let's imagine Aldridge, Dame, and CJ. And wasn't when Aldridge was on. That's when they was making the playoffs. That's like that's where it all. That's started. when Dame. That's when Dame was young, coming in the league. Aldridge was, you know, the vet on the team. And as soon as Aldridge pretty left, good duo. That's when and Wesley Matthews was actually pretty good too. Remember, he was actually playing pretty good. Yeah, Wesley when, Matthews. Um, was he was first there. and Nicholas Batum was actually he actually had a pretty good role player. Um, so he's with us now in the Clippers. Um, he hasn't. <laughs> I mean, we gotta listen, 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 listen. He's on a minimum deal, bro. He's actually he's actually doing what he needs to do on a minimum deal. He's in a starting lineup right now because Mark Mar Marcus Markeith Mar- I keep getting him confused. I think it's Mark Markeith. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus is on the Clippers. Yeah, right Marcus. Now. Yeah, Marcus Morris is on the Clippers <laughs> right now. So honestly, I wish that we didn't get him all that money, but it is what it is. All right. 
So uh, hopefully he comes down there, he plays. I mean, he's a pretty, you know, solid role player, of course. But I think worth the money, heck no, that we gave him for – um, it's not even just about that. I think the span of the money that we gave him. I feel like a two-year deal worth that maybe would have been more reasonable. Yeah, that was – that contract y'all gave him was kind of out of pocket. How do you – how do you feel like which like like what y'all gave um Kelly Olenek bro oh, yeah. like one of that those was, that was big <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that but <laughs> but how, but um how do you speaking about the Clippers how do you feel about Montrezl Harrell literally leaving the team right after like just out of nowhere you just notification on your phone Montrezl Harrell signs with the Lakers literally just going bro, across town I think personally I think personally Montrez after you know cause we we seen him when he was in the G League and. After the Chris Paul trade, we came to um to Los Angeles. We actually seen his growth as a um as an actual pretty oh. good player in the league that a lot of people will want on that team. We've seen a big step in that. I think overall, ego had to do something with that because if you remember, actually made the playoffs without um PG or Kawhi, right. But I think once PG and Kawhi got there, I know a lot of players who were on the team before kind of didn't like how they were guess the favoritism because Kawhi, you know, he could sit out any game he wants to. Mm-hmm. Paul George was, um, you know, basically when he would be having his off games and stuff, right. would just be like whatever. So I think eventually that got to him during the playoffs, especially because you're not know, like talking about the three one lead, but. You know, we don't believe two of them in my um my time as a Clippers fan. So definitely it's tough, but I think after the the three one lead, I think that was it for him. But I feel like the three one lead, everybody has a role. Yeah, that's everybody every everybody is the reason. Um everybody had played a role in why we lost because Montrez wasn't playing that good. Um, Lou Will definitely wasn't playing that good. OPG, uh, we don't even know what he even was in the bubble. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard was playing pretty good up until Game Seven. Right. That's when they had that whole so I think, fourth. Right. I think eventually it got to him. I think eventually it had got to um Montrez about the favoritism. I think it was just a lot of emotion built into that decision. Like I think KD with the Warriors too. I think KD with the Warriors, I think that decision was made off emotion as well, which I think was what Trez did. Yeah. I'm only saying KD with the Warriors because I feel like KD was just fed up. Not going to lie to you, like, when LeBron joined Miami and, you know, they beat the Young Thunder squad that year, you know, later on, I guess a lot of people say LeBron got what he deserved and stuff. I mean, you know, people feel differently about, you know, right. how everything works, how everything worked out with that whole situation with Golden State versus Cleveland. But, I think Trez definitely made that decision off a lot of emotion. But, you know, it is what it is. He's over there in Los Angeles. I mean, would I would I like if he came back? Yeah. But if he was – but if but, but just imagine if he was going to come back with that same ego, bro, and bring down our locker room. We wouldn't want that. That's true. He's actually playing pretty decent for the Lakers right now. He's been playing decent for like the Clippers too, but it's ego, bro. Like if he imagine he came back in there with that bad attitude that he had towards um PG and M. Right. Dividing the locker room up. We don't need that. But I think Ibaka's definitely a good fit. Nice chill dude. Um <laughs> warrior. Good defense, good offense. Yeah. Ibaka the general. 
<laughs> so you know he go down there, he handle his business, right? But um, yeah, that's just how I feel about the situation. How you feel about Mellow Ball? Um, I like what I've been seeing so far. Um, I think he's getting more comfortable with his scoring. His um playmaking ability is definitely a great, definitely great to get the guys around him. So like I know we were just talking about Dane making players better around him, but I think um Lamelo is definitely going to be one of those players who's going to be making um people better around him as time goes on. Right, Lamelo most definitely is a pure playmaker. Like it that can score. So exactly, that's one thing I feel like that he has over Alonzo. The upside is his scoring ability. Yeah, and you know, you could just see like he's playing. You know, in high school, he was just that flashy person. He's bringing that to the Yeah, he yeah. actually chilled out, bro. And he did before. Before it was no playmaking. It was like none of that playmaking. And I remember Lon. I think was it Lonzo who got on him about that? Right. But you see how he combined it, yeah. right? He put that playmaking exactly. and still put his flashy for dads on it with all the trick passes and stuff that he did. Honestly, tricks out exactly. When exactly, so I think he really did a good job with his game. I think Lonzo got on him about his passing, if I'm not mistaken. Right. One thing he is, I see different than he is from Lonzo, from the comparing that rookie year so far. Like Lamelo is what we only like a couple games in, not too much, and he's he's playing comfortable like he's been out there already. I think a a part of Lonzo's issue was that target that he had on his back. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think the comfort, especially playing in Los Angeles, um, hometown, you know, the Lakers, and just having that target on your back, um, because you know the things that that was said in the media by his dad and everything. Right. I think that also really hurt um, his rookie year as well. Because I feel like if Lonzo would have came out, you know, basically with none of that, um, you know, stuff in the media and everything like that with his dad, I think, um. He would have been more focused too, because I, I mean, people don't understand like that plays a toll on you mentally. Like you go out there, like you know, people just like have a target on you, just don't like right. you because your dad. Like, you I mean, all the the media talking about what happened because you know right. what happened within that business. You know, you had to drop Big Brother Brand. Exactly. So there's a lot of drama with that. Business. A lot of drama. That is true. Yeah, so how do you um feel about trying to think? Um, a good player right now that's in a pretty bad situation. Zach Levine, where do you see him going? Honestly, I see him staying with Chicago. You know, Chicago is just going to keep paying them. They need somebody for the for their fans <laughs> to watch. So they're just going to keep paying Levine. He's, this man's going crazy. He's, he just had, like, a crazy game the other night. I forgot how much he dropped, but he dropped a lot. Yeah, I think he's going to finish out his time in Chicago as well and just um get that, get that big contract by another team and mm-hmm. come up free agency. I'm not sure how much how, how many years he has on his contract left. Right. But, yeah, yeah, he should just finish out with them, get his brand out so he could focus on potentially winning the 